Uh, we got Casey in the chat saying, did you guys see the new Outlaws of Thunder Junction mechanic br brandish? If you reveal a gun in real life at the game store, you get free entry into the OTG free release. <laughs> Those of us here at This Week in MTG do not advise you follow Casey's advice. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode number 220 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts, I'm Matt. There we have the returning champion himself i don't know why he came back danny welcome back thank you, you you came back to play the game and somehow manage in one week to get a hold of matt or get ahead of matt what on is the he scoreboard. honestly if he gets full monty i think he's ahead of me <laughs> nope not that one not that one i think because yeah you're at 2.6 i think 2.6. At 2.6. If he gets full Monty, he's ahead of me. He doesn't even need to get full you're just, Monty. You're just giving him half a point or two point or I point think two I points? Gave, no, I think I give him point one. You gave me point oh, one yeah, for the game. Because it just pissed him off <laughs> even more than giving him zero. It was rough. It was a rough day. It was a it rough gig call. a participation call. award. Worse than a participation award. I just slapped him in the face with that point one point. There you go. Indeed. That other voice that you hear is the one, the only, Big G. Hey, hey. Back at it again, not in the white vans. I don't know where I was going with that old meme. I don't know. I got nothing, man. We're here. We're glad that you decided to join us. Uh, start the, starting the episode, we want to thank you for <laughs> extend a heartfelt thank you to all of our dedicated listeners of the pod. We're grateful for the opportunity to bring you the latest news, insights, and updates in the world of magic each week. Here are too many more. Uh, furthermore, we'd like to express our deep appreciation to the Patreons of the podcast. Their generous mon monetary support directly contributes to the success and continued growth of the show. Thank you for being an integral part of the podcasting journey for us and helping bring the magic to life. So big thank you to Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Christian, Barra, Kai, Mara, Casey B, Ricky R, Chris O, Ranger Dan, Crazy Mage, and Whack P. Thank you to each and every one of you. If you guys are, if anybody else is entertained or enjoying the content that we're producing, you don't have to be a Patreon to uh, support us. Going to the podcast app that you're using right now is enough. Rate review, that helps us on the charts for other Magic players to find us. Uh, another thing you can do to support us, join our Discord. Our Discord is free. That's not behind a paywall. Links down below for that. Uh, play Magic with us. Talk Magic with us. Talk Pets with us. Talk lots of different things. We have so many This Week Ends channels. We got to get a This Week in Time Zones in there, maybe. Nah. No? No. No? No. Damn. That's podcast only. It's podcast only. Sorry, guys. Uh, but another way that you can support us is just by word of mouth. Telling your friends, your family, your LGS rival about us is awesome enough. Now, we would be remiss if we didn't mention our LGS sponsor, JW Sports Cards and Gaming, Let's hear an ad from them now. 
J-Dub Sports Cards and Gaming located in West Acres Mall in Fargo is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, with all the podcast business out of the way, let's move into this week's breakdown, where I'm taking over the breakdown, so that way Matt doesn't kill us, or Danny doesn't kill Matt and I on his venture back to the podcast. So, we don't have any podcast updates, so we're just going to brush right over those. We got some event results. We've got some salt and sugar reports here at the Boggle Desk. We're going to talk about some upcoming events. We're switching up how the upcoming events are working. We're going to talk a little bit more about some certain things. We've got some news updates for you, things on Sheldon's spellbook, some removing of language, and of course, you know we're going to talk about all of the goodies that got released this last weekend at MagicCon Chicago, as well as some of the Fallout deck lists. And then we're going to end the episode with everyone's favorite weekly winner's game, where Danny is going to get onto the board and be ahead of Matt somehow. He's going to get the full Monty today. He's going to do it. He's going to be the first one. And here's the thing. I didn't even look at it this week. It's like, I I knew it was going to be playing, so I didn't want to cheat Matt out of his points. And then you know what, live listeners? We might have a special treat for you at the very end with a thought cast. Ooh, ah. All right. Well, let's get into the Boggle Disk reports. Uh, So we've got some salt and sugar reports. Uh, Other than I didn't get to play Magic this weekend because I was so freaking tired on Saturday after work. Womp womp. Uh, Sugar I have before I turn it over to Matt to give his salt and sugar report, I'm guessing. Must be his. It's not mine. Um, I sleeved up the three remaining decks... And figured out how many cards I'm missing out of each of them. And there you go. Uh, every one of them is averaging about 15. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's and not like, too bad. And like looking at my wish list, a good chunk of them are Lance. Imagine that. I know, right? Hey, man. We say it. We've said it once. We've said it a million times. Invest, 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 invest in the real estate. Yes. So, um, yep. but yeah, that's all I got. So, Matt. Let's hear about some salt and sugar from uh, this weekend, from this Saturday night. I have no idea. Okay, Prediction. so we played. Well, he some, took notes. I took notes that way. I remembered everything because it was very funny, and I wanted to to kind of keep on on track. Uh, so the Saturday, joining the Discord, we play uh, EDH. Pretty, you know, try try to do it pretty at regularly. Least, at least Saturdays. It yeah, seems for sure. Saturdays we get some people on. And uh, we only had three this last uh, this last Saturday. It was myself, Nomad, and Goose. And I was playing my Thrax, Thrax and Mundar uh, Attacky Attacky deck. And then we had... It was an old Grixis pod. Uh, Nomad was playing Abaddon the Despoiler, the War K, or Warhammer 40k uh, face one, which uh, has the Cascade. If uh, damage combat... or. Da- 
opponent's life loss, you then cascade for that for spells. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Goose was playing the demon that was the backup commander from the Warhammer 40k deck there. I can't remember its name, Bellinlock, I think. But when it enters, you draw cards, lose life equal to the number of uh, demons in play. And then it's also a Warstorm Surge for demons as well. And uh, yeah, and, I, and so all Grixis, we were just having a merry old time. It was going to be very slow because no ramp and uh, all very aggressive decks. They're meant to attack. You got big demons supposed to be beating faces. You have Abaddon that's supposed to be dealing damage. So that way they, that, uh, it could cast more spells. And then me being a Thrax attack is just attacking and stuff. <laughs> it's just Danny being Danny in the Discord, or not the Discord, but the Twitch chat. Okay. Uh, game goes on. We're building up a board. Poor, poor Goose. Poor Goose. He uh, kept an opening hand with a six drop, and he got to five land, and he missed a couple land draws. Oh, no. So he had a couple turns where he didn't. Uh, poor Goose. He couldn't, no, he couldn't no cast No artifacts to help him ramp no, up at all? No, other, no artifacts. Nothing. It was going to be a slow game. Uh, we were all aware of that going in. It's like we're, we're picking our big CMC Grixis deck because I'm pretty sure the curve on mine is like like five and stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> comparatively and I'm, and i know that the the uh abaddon is pretty high too because you, you want to cascade into all your big shit and stuff so it's like big cascade numbers and demons demons big so yeah. it's going to be a slow game uh we get to a point where i have on the field a ethereum horn sorcerer which is the three six cascader that you can return to your hand it's an artifact oh, creature yep. it looks like a minotaur came out in shards i had it equipped with winged boots which that card side note is a bonker card that's pretty fucking cool. It's blue one artifact equipment, equipped creature one, uh, equipped creature equipped for one, and it has equipped creature has flying and ward four. That's nuts. Ward four is pretty good. That saved it from getting targeted one time because then uh, when we remember that it had ward, uh, Nomad did not have the mana to. Uh, oh no to pay and he's like well i did the thing already i'm like we and it was attached with shadow spear and i enchanted it with glistening oil and at that and at that point we decide at that point we had a a build a blight steel moment and poor goose who's not a fan of blight steel colossus was having flashbacks there so uh ethereum horn sorcerer i was dealing a good chunk of damage there i got nomad to five in fact i think on that one and uh, Nomad on his turn, he chaos warps my boots, the the winged boots. Hell yeah, good for him. Yeah, so that way they can start targeting my creature, but it turns into a Hellkite Courser, which is the one from Commander Legends that when it enters the battlefield, you put your commander from the command zone into play, and then at the end of the turn, you return it to the command zone. So I brought in Thrax Mundar. It was after combat, or it was during his turn, so I wasn't able to swing or anything, but I had a, I had a 6-6 blocker on board, uh, that helps. But then he also goes to Chaos Mutation. Uh, Chaos Mutation is a card from uh, also from the Warhammer 40k deck. It's Chaos Warp for multiple targets. Oh, yep. So he targeted the Hellkite Courser, and then he targeted his, one of his own creatures and one of Goose's own creatures, because this was like turn eight or something, so uh, Goose had a creature out at that, that point. And uh, what they got... They got like a, a trample creature and then something else that didn't matter. But I got a hunted horror, which was a two drop seven seven for my Hellkite Courser, <laughs> and it was pretty good. Um, 
Game goes on. I am clearly the threat at this point. All right, so two swamp, two hive of uh, the eye tyrant. Another card that is really good that helped me a lot was the Valakut Exploration. (laughs) Came out in Rising. Cacophony. It is the two in a red enchantment. Cocks in your mouth. You exile the top card of your library. You may play that card for as long as you remain exiled. And then at the end of your turn, you return all exile cards from Valakut Exploration to the graveyard, and each opponent gets dealt one damage. So I flipped over a Yadaro with that. And I had enough mana to cast it, and then also equip it with the Black Blade Reforged, which uh, gives plus one, plus one for each land you control. Fun fact, Yadaro is a legendary creature, so the equip cost on that was three instead of seven. Jesus. I was able to swing for 19 damage on that alone, and uh, with my infected, my infected Ethereum Horned Sorcerer, I was able to win the game. It was pretty fun. Also, side note, uh, Goose, he cast Rakdos the Defiler, the OG Rakdos from Guildpack, Dissension, yep. one of those two. Yep. Um, when it attacks, you have to sacrifice half your non-demon permanence rounded up. And what Goose didn't realize is that also included Lance. And he thought... <laughs> cause, oh, cause, no. Because Rakdos the Defiler uh, has that as its first ability. Its second ability is when it connects with a player, that player sacrifices half their... Not their non-demon permanence rounded up, and he thought that lands didn't count, so he attacked and only sacked like two creatures. In le- unless that's been Oracle text, it has not been oh, Oracle because we checked, no. we checked, and he was very upset because one Poor of his goose. friends is one of his friends told him it's like yeah no that's how it works and Nomad I both looked online it's like nah dude did not get Oracle texted it is non-demon and lands are counted as that permanent demon permanence. So, yeah, he's like, that's getting Oof. taken out right away. Uh, did, he hit me, and I had to sacrifice half my permanence. Did not help in the long run. <laughs> I had a lot of lands and stuff. Oh. But he was like, yeah, that was that's unfortunate. That card is getting removed. So that was my Solemn Trigger report. I won. It was very fun. Thrax attack for the win, which is now going to be called uh, Build Your Own Blightsteel. Oh, oh, what, did, what did they say? In we, have blight st- we, we have, have a Blightsteel blight at home. home. Yep. yep. One of those two. <laughs> And because of that, I have recently uh, added, because I only had a glistening oil in there. I'm like, it will be cheeky to put that on Thrax Mundar. I put in Grafted Exoskeleton now. Atta boy. And a Tainted Strike. (laughs) So that way I really feel the whole, we have a Blightsteel at home. (laughs) Oh, boy. Blightsteel is the best. Goose is in here. (laughs) Sorry, Goose. All right, and then other than that, uh, we decided to celebrate Anthony's birthday on Friday as a group. So uh, Anthony fell asleep, so he didn't get to play. I was tired because, as our other friend Ben and I agreed, one, we didn't expect Anthony to be so down for drinking as much as he was. And we didn't get, like, super sloshed or anything, but it was just, I can only speak for me, I was not mentally prepared for staying out as late as we did. Because then I had to wake up and take care of a toddler. Yes. So that kind of sucked. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then, yeah, I was just too tired after work. I, I pretty much went to bed when I got home. I stayed up and ch- chatted with my wife for a little bit. Heard about the fun birthday party my daughter got to go to. And then I went to sleep. And you got to tell about your fun birthday party that you went to. <laughs> She was there for most of it. Oh no! But she did. She uh, she bowed out at nine thirty. She's like, "Can somebody take care at home?" And Ben's wife was like, "Yeah, I got I got the boys." She brought us all home, and 
it was just like, this is ridiculous. I was not expecting to be out past midnight. Side tangent. Did you hear that Whiskey Fest is coming back? I'm fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, ask me if I've learned my lesson from last year. Have you learned have your you lesson? Have you, Matt? No, I'm fucking taking have the you, day off. Have you, have you Matt? <laughs> have you both learned your lesson? Nope, you're going to have to chase me down again this year. <laughs> but hopefully it's... you won't have to carry me into my house. Yeah. <laughs> when and where? Uh, I think it's April 14th. And it's not at the sanctuary <gasps> this year. It is... God, where was it at? Yes. Daniel will find it. Let's keep going. All right. But let's talk about some pro tour um, stuff. I'm going to just kind of like... We're not going to go too far into the decks. Other than Delta what Hotels ended up winning. Yeah, that's the bizarre thing. That'll, Delta. that'll be nice because it's a little bit closer for me. <laughs> it keeps you guys away from downtown. That, yeah, that's maybe not. Hold on. Two things. Two things. Lucky 13 is right across the street. Yep. Also, B dubs and Twin Peaks. Oh, Twin <laughs> Peaks. Let's go. Let's see the mediocre talent on a what? Tuesday night? Thursday. Oh, Just bring your golf clubs. They have golf? top golf there. No, they have a simulator there. Danny, you've been to you've been there before. At Twin Peaks, they have a simulator. Oh, that's cool. Are you sure it's the 14th then? Because we're about to bust into an event, or talking about some events here. See soon. 11th. Oh, my bad, 11th. Okay, okay. Anyway, all right. So this is the <laughs> way. Back to event results. Um, this is the way the modern tour for mo- uh, murders at Karloff Manor worked for this last weekend. Okay, so Friday they did three rounds of booster draft followed by five rounds of Pioneer Constructed. And then for any competitors, what was it, with 12 or more match points after round eight got to advance to Saturday. Saturday was three more rounds of booster draft followed by five more rounds of Pioneer Constructed. They had 16 rounds total, 50 minutes per round, the normal song and dance for how rounds in a tournament go. Now, the top eight competitors were seeded in order from first to eighth, like you would expect. Um, and seeding was determined by the round in which a competitor received their designated match number of wins, their uh, percentage breakdowns of match wins, and then top eight was locked in after each round with a competitor reaching their designated number of match wins. And then the top eight competitors after round 16 on that Saturday got to go into the Sunday single elimination playoff rounds, which were Pioneer constructed. Okay? So I want because it had some, we had mixing and matching of what was going on for the Pro Tour stuff. So I want to make sure people knew how things were working. So here's the way we will do this. We're going to go to draft day round one. Okay. And if I played, if I hit the right buttons and doing the right things, as far as looking at everything, which I'm probably not, maybe I am. I'm just going to, okay. It's working the way I'm thinking it's working. Beautiful. (laughs) I just had to make sure. All right. So draft round or draft one, the top seated person at the end of that was that doesn't look like a draft deck. 
It's not. They didn't like record the draft decks. Oh, okay. Then never mind. I'm not going to do what I thought Kay. I was going to do. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so. Reverse. 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 Let's see here. So going into the quarterfinals. Here we go. That's what I was looking for. So we've got eight players that were going into it. So Sam Samuel Pardee was playing a Rakdos Vampires deck. Ming Yang Chen was playing Lotus Field Combo. Jean Emmanuel Dupree or Dupree. Dupree. Oh fuck yeah! I was getting it right the first time. Hell yeah! Was playing Is It Phoenix? Seth Mansfield or Manfield was playing Rakdos Vampires. Alex. Oh, Jesus. Fred Richson. Fred Richson. Yep. There we go. Uh, Lotusfield combo. Chris, uh, Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> Sorry, different spelling of Christopher that I'm used to. It's Christopher, though. I know. Okay. That's what that's oh, okay. I was throwing me off. Is Christopher. 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 Larson. Larson was playing Amelia combo. And then Adam... Edelson was playing Is It Phoenix, and Simon Nielsen was playing Boros Histor- or Heroic, which is a deck we have talked about here on Pioneer stuff, too. Yes. So those were the top eight decks um, advancing all the way to the finals. We've got Boros Heroic going up against Rakdos Vampires, so Seth versus Simon. And Simon or Seth ended up winning 3-1. Are you looking at the semis or the quarters? I was looking at the finals. Oh, at the finals. Okay. I jumped all the way to the finals. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Finals. I missed that part. That's, that's kind of what I meant by now we're going to jump all the way to the finals. <laughs> so, uh, Rakdos Vampires uh, came out victorious on that one. So, this is the one deck we will look at a little bit more in detail, just so that way if anyone's curious, you're hearing us say it. But if you're more curious about the other decks, please follow the link, look at the deck list, all that fun jazz. So this one is playing some. Hey, b- before before we get to the deck list, yo, uh, this game actually, this match actually went to, uh, was it eight games? No, no, it was the one before this. Oh, uh, I thought I thought the finals went to eight games, or was the, it the or it was, was it the, the, it, the court semis? It was, it was the semis because oh. the reason why I went to eight rounds is because of the Amelia uh, yep. Amalia combo because uh, four dur- straws. Yeah, yeah. If you were, uh, if you what uh, Neil, uh, Nielsen had to do, yep. Simon Nielsen had to do with Amelia um, Amalia combo popping off when the trigger came for the twenty one or for the twenty when it got 20th, to power yep. 20, 20 power he targeted with a spell to make it jump that and Amalia never sees that it got to twenty and then yep. it just indefinitely goes and then the match is a draw and they have yep. to replay it and that happened three times to them to play eight games essentially right was that the case. Yeah, something like that. They played eight games. Yeah. And it, it was getting commented not only by uh, Corey, oh, yep. Corey Baumeister and stuff, because uh, I think they were the ones that were recording it, but it's also later uh, Marshall Sutcliffe, who was in the finals, is like, that was wild. And he was like, I don't think any, any of my time of... Uh, uh, not talk. It was double overtime. That's what it was, because it was two extra games. Yeah, never experienced that at all in a pro tour that he can recall, That's which is fucking crazy. Fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it's not often that you see uh, non-ending combos, infinite combos, and stuff like that. But they're able to take it. They're able to work with it. Figure it out. 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump back to the deck list real quick of the winning, the finals, the winner of this round of the Pro Tour. The final uh, round. The final round. The final. Not the penultimate to the final, but the final. The final. The which, final final. Which, which, which means it. the end. The end. Yes. And right. with a trophy. Anyway. Four planes, four copies of Soren Imperious Bloodlord, four copies of Blood Tithe Harvester, three copies of Preacher of the Schism, Four Vein Rippers. New card from uh, Murders of Karloff Manor there. Yes, sir. Uh, one, Shieldred the Apocalypse. Four, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, Reflection of Kiki Jikis. Uh, so the double face card. Uh, two, Dusk Legion Zealots. Four, Thoughtseize. Four, Fatal Push. Two, Duress. One, Bitter Triumph. Two, Smugglers Copters. And then jumping over to the lands, believe it or not. They're going to run Cavern of Souls in this deck because it's a vampire tribal. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, vampire. Well, no, what's the new word for tribal? Oh, typal. Typal. There we go. Uh, I actually think that's been changed too. Or there's another name for it. Oh, Kin- really? Kindred was mentioned at one point as yeah, well. Yeah, Kindred. Kindred. Yep. There we go. All right. So two Swamp, two Hive of the Eye Tyrant, one Cockamania. <laughs> <laughs> Cockaphony. Shakaka. Cocks in your mouth. What? Excuse me? One abandoned Meyer. <laughs> four Mutavolts. One Crucible of Defiance. Four Black Cleave Cliffs. Two Blight Step Pathway or Seer Step Pathways. And four Blood Crypts. Sideboard. You got Liliana of the Veil. Uh, cultist Trader of the Get. Krinko's. Kalidus Trader of the Get. Buzz Crusher, two Path of Peril, two more Duress, one more Bitter Triumph, one Ready Rending Volley, two Dampening Sphere, and four Leyline of the Voids. So crazy thing about this deck is that this was the uh, deck that Team Channel Fireball brought. So Seth Manfield, Louis Scott Fargus, all the big names from Team Channel Fireball. They were working on this deck. And it was kind of hidden underground or like it wasn't brought to surface because I, I remember like on Friday or Thursday, there was like a post through the grapevine talking about the Sora Imperious Bloodlord combo with dropping a vein ripper on turn three is very powerful. And that's the vampire deck. And so I like looked online and be like, oh, well, what's the full deck list of that? The only deck, li- the only deck list that I was able to find on just like quick cursory Rakdos Vamp Pioneer deck was the ones from two years ago, two, three oh, years ago. Wow. So they were they were working on they this. They were keeping so, this close to the vest. Good for them. Yeah. And so they popped off and showed that this is very good. All honesty. So Vein Ripper, uh, for those that need a refresher, it's black, black, black for a 6-5 flying vampire ward sack a creature. And it has the text of whenever a creature dies, each opponent loses two life. You gain two life. It's uh, people say blood artist on steroids. It's blood artist's big son. Yes. Yep. It's uh, so yeah, getting that thing down turn three, which is a beat stick in itself, and then wins a lot of combats, making more life game. Just putting that gap in between there uh, was determined to be a very good, uh, a very good uh, matchup against the Hell rest yeah. of the field here. Like the, uh, compared to is it Phoenix, which a lot of people were preparing to be the biggest meta share, and I don't know if it chose meta share in here of what it didn't not no actually it didn't i think the drafting threw that off a bit oh, okay so. so uh it was if i'm not mistaken the picture for the meta share is like uh from that that was posted on fridays is it phoenix was like 
fourteen percent of the meta, and uh, people were the the vampire deck was supposed to have a good matchup, and clearly it did. It made it all the way to the top eight here yeah. and stuff. All right, um, but now let's talk about some upcoming events. So, like I mentioned in the uh, breakdown, change things up a little bit. We get we got Casey here real quick saying this deck doesn't look good to me, but uh, was the best deck in Pioneer that weekend. Looks like the deck got some. Uh, looks like a deck someone brings to an F and M looking to go two and two. Yeah, it does kind of seem clunky, but they made it work. Like Smuggler's Copter did some work cycling through there, and when uh, when players, other people on Channel Fireball. Team Channel Fireball were dropping a uh, Vein Ripper. Like, as soon as the board is cleared, that thing is staying on the board. That ward, yeah. sack a creature, that's a big cost if you can't keep a creature down exactly. on the board. All right. But so, sorry, back to upcoming events. We are changing things up a little bit. What one thing I am going to try to make sure we do is we are lucky enough to have um, more than three, but three. LGSs within our area that we work with pretty frequently or chat with pretty frequently that let's make sure we're showing them some love as far as their weekly events, maybe some different events that are coming. So here you go. Uh, first LGS is Paradox. So they have their standard showdown on Tuesday nights starting at 630. I, I think Casey's been going to that. How's that turn, turn out for you there, bud? It, he's been, well, shifting between that one and one of the next ones coming up. Yeah, give me a minute to get through things. Jeez. No, we're just, just prepping up. It's going to take some time typing Jeez. stuff. Jeez. Um, but also on Tuesday nights at Paradox is their Commander Night. That starts up at 5 o'clock. So play some Commander and then stick around for the standard showdown if that's what you're into. Um, and then, of course, F&M. Uh, Paradox does Modern, Draft, and Commander pretty frequently. That's their setup for everything so commander starts up at five o'clock and then starting at about six fifteen is when you'll get in for the draft or get in get started set up for modern modern starts up at 6 30 though and then our sponsor our main sponsor here uh j-dubs so they have their standard showdown on tuesdays as well starting at six so half an hour difference but not enough time of a difference to uh make it to both so you got to pick and choose not much of a difference for me i'm not able to play magic on tuesdays yep same <laughs> Uh, their commander night though is on Thursday night starting at six o'clock. So head on over to J dubs for that on a Thursday night. And of course, F and M, um, this week they will have standard and commander starting at six 30, but then J dubs does have their league play. So modern league is on Saturday starting at noon and then legacy league for those of you legacy players starts at noon on Sundays and then Ultima, um, went over their website, checked a few things out. They have Oathbreaker pods. If you didn't know, on Monday night, starting at six. Ooh, I don't think we'll ever make one. No, <laughs> no. I remember Dave asked. He's like, "Hey, we're doing this. You should come." And it's like, "Oh, we're recording the podcast at that time, bud." Yeah, but or then we could do a live episode at Ultima. Could while we're playing. <laughs> that would be fucking. Crazy. That'd be bonkers. Uh, but they have their commander night on Wednesday, starting at six, and then they do their F and M, which is mostly Pioneer and. Then they have commander pods that fire off at six o'clock too. If you show up on Wednesdays, you will meet uh, you'll meet a Mew from the Discord there. Hell yeah! Um, but then I'm gonna mix up the order of our show notes a little bit and talk about another local event near and dear to our hearts. The Card Father himself has descended upon us. He has he has decreed upon the Discord there shall be 
a spring brawl league. So get your historic brawl decks ready on arena. It's pretty much the one guaranteed time you can see Danny on arena is whenever we do brawl league. <laughs> and even and then it's kind of pushing it. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, like before $0 entry, um, games are played at your own pace. Yes. Zero free fitty, free fitty, free fitty. That's a steal. Oh boy. That's a deal. Right. But then, you know, the cool part is what's the cool part for free fitty. You can get prizes. Prizes? Just for logging into Arena and playing. With us, with us. With us, yeah, Yeah. specifically with us. (laughs) Well, you can get prizes for playing, but it's all in-game prizes, not real, like, physical things you can hold. But join our Discord, uh, jump over to the Spring Brawl channel, and say you're in. Let us know, so that way um, Mr. Nomad and I can... uh... What are you looking at? I'm making you feel awkward. (laughs) I'm worried about your health. <laughs> we got Casey in the chat saying ominous hamster noises. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeak. I um, might bring a Johnny out. Kill guys. that hamster. A Johnny, sick him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, join. Say you're ready to play some historic brawl with us. Uh, you, we have, like, a set time frame we want to get the league done in. But other than that, it's pretty much, hey, who wants to play? When is that start time? Never. Mar- when, March when, March whenever? 15th. March 15th is when it starts. Oh, I Where? thought you were talking about like what time can you start playing? Oh, <laughs> whatever the fuck you want. I don't know. <laughs> so, 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 March 15th. Yes. Get okay. get in there before March 15th. Say you want to play. That way we can get a league going. We got prize packs that uh, Nomad are contributing as well as us. I'm and pretty sure we've are... got stuff from the last Brawl League that didn't fire off still. There's a VIP pack up there for up grabs. <laughs> Hey, you want to split it with me? Let's do it. All right, cool. We'll open it here live on live on feed. All right, and now we've got a neck a bigger event coming up on the horizons here. No, I'm not foreshadowing that it's a modern horizons event. But it's what coming is up. It? It's it's April twentieth, four twenty. Nice. Won't get high. You can get high because it's been the cities. Hell yeah, baby. All right, so we've got the energy series coming to Minneapolis. The weekend of April 20th and 21st. And guess what? They On Saturday, they have a modern showdown for 10K, baby. And then they also have a 5K legacy trial on Sunday. I've already talked to the Mrs. G. I have got like a 90% approval ongoing. So I've got to get some modern reps in. Got to get going. Got to get that. Got to get that. Boom, boom, pow. Anyway, uh, so make sure this is an event that you will need deck lists for and everything. You do need to pre-register. Uh, there are only 300 spots available. So if you're like me and getting approval from your significant other, that you can take a couple days and go nerd out and play some magic, make sure to uh, get your ticket as soon as you can. Now, let's head to the news. Let's get on through them. Let's hear that first quickie, though, Matt. All right, first quickie. We talked last week about this. Let me pull up the boop, 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 boop. tab here. That way folks can see. Uh, Sheldon Menery's spellbook 
is now officially available for people to purchase. Yay! Foil, non-foil. Foil is rainbow, uh, is the rainbow foiling. So for $49.99 for the foil, $39.99 for the non-foil. This has Teferi's Protection, Eladomery's Vineyard, the uh, uh, Italian language greater good, uh, Supreme, Supremo. Supreme Verdict? No, not Supreme Verdict. I can't, I can't see the, let's scroll down here. Bene Supremo. There we go. A little scrolling, and you can see it. Ink Shield, Ruhan the Formori as Sheldon the Commander, Soul Ring, and a Command Tower. 50% of the sales of this are going to the American Cancer Society uh, because Sheldon passed away due to cancer, and he was very uh, adamant about supporting cancer research. So, great cards, as we were talking before. The $50 is kind of a steal for all the cards that you're getting in here. Yeah, we were talking about this beforehand because it's another one of those, you know, don't need permission to buy it, but it's one of those things that deals with finances. Talk mm-hmm. to your significant others. Make sure you got a budget for it. Don't go put yourself broke in the bank. But you know what? Big G needs a Teferi's protection, and it would be cheaper to buy this secret layer than just buying a Teferi's protection. Next thing of note of this to remind you, this is not uh, following in the new secret lair uh, design where they are, they have a set amount printed, and when those are gone, they're the, the secret lair is done. This is print to demand from now until March twenty six. Twenty, yeah, twenty six, I believe. There we go. So we got a whole month. Yeah, you got roughly. time. But cool. Uh, well, let's qu- another kind of quickie before we get into the fun bits. We've got some change to magic product languages coming in 2024. Uh, just reading a couple of ep- excerpts from the article from the mothership itself. Uh, the article is not very long, but um, don't want to bog you down with reading what's on the slide. Come on, teacher. That's exactly why I'm doing this. <laughs> All right. So the first bit that uh, the article brings up is magic is a global game and we strive to make it as accessible as wide of an audience as possible. However, we've also had to confront rising costs and shifts in the global demand, even as magic continues to grow. So now uh, what they're getting at is some of the languages they have printed cards in are no longer going to be available. So what it does go into is unfortunately this makes a difficult decision to halt Portuguese products after Modern Horizons 3 and the simplified Chinese after Bloomborough. Now, Portuguese and Ch- the simplified Chinese products have not kept pace with the rising costs of everything. So uh, even in these countries where Portuguese is the main language, uh, they see a n- number of the players choosing the English cards in the first place. So I think they're just going to, instead of going, hey, we're making Portuguese cards, it's just... Hey, we see that you're buying more English cards. Here are the English cards. Uh, this is this is a good point to show out there to to point out. You know, like w- Wizards and Hasbro, they they follow the data. They they yep. get this data. They're very data orientated. But I, there are some. I'm sure some people that are like, well, what about the online components? Uh, well, Arena will continue to support digital play in Portuguese. So it just means you won't be able to get those physical. Um, copies of those. Um, and now other product changes to line up promo packs for Outlaws of Thunder Junction will only be produced in English, German, French, and simplified Chinese and Japanese. Uh, 
promo parks starting with Bloomboro will be only produced in English and Japanese, though promo packs will continue to be available for Wizard Play Networks across the globe. And then, let's see. Oh, there's even more, folks. So Arena will also end all support for Russian after Modern Horizons 3. Because we can play Modern Horizons on yes. Arena. Wink, for, wink. Foreshadowing? Nudge, nudge. Who knows? Keep listening. Well, it must be because of <laughs> this bullshit. But I don't understand why they're ending support for Russian. It's literally just code. Right. I mean, they said it with Portuguese that that's the case as well. I don't know. But so. this is digital. Yeah. Th- this is right. specifically saying Arena will stop. Right. But they were saying for Portuguese on digital uh, Arena, they will continue digi- digital support for Portuguese. Yep. So it's, it's so, yeah, two different things. Who knows? Um, but after Modern Horizons 3, the Magicore tabletop languages will be English, Japanese, French, Italian, German, and Spanish. Uh, while not all these products will be in all languages, the premier sets uh, will be in those six languages. And Arena will continue to support English, Japanese, French, Italian, German, Spanish, Portuguese, and Korean. One thing to note, uh, I think it was two years ago, a year and a half ago, something, is when Wizards uh, stopped support for traditional Chinese language cards. And there was a little bit of a, an upset from the from players and stuff for that. Like When, when it comes to uh, foreign language cards, collectors, and like magic folk who are from those countries, big collectors, or just want like cool cards... And, and stuff like that. Like this is kind of like uh this is a blow to them not being able to get those. Yeah. Uh, I would I would highly recommend checking out uh the Humans of Magic Twitter. He had a uh James had a post talking about uh the se- how the effect of traditional Chinese getting removed from magic cards and he reposted it after they said that they're getting rid of simplified Chinese as well. And it was very good. Very good read. I'll, I'll actually make sure to link it down below. Casey, no more MTG draft in Russia. Only real draft. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's let's get into oh some of the first looks that we had over the weekend, Matt. Kick us off. What do we got? Uh, first look, one I'm excited for is the Assassin's Creed Universes Beyond Yay. Uh, previews that are kind of shown here. So uh, they're going to be available starting July 5th. They've shown a handful of cards, starting off with Ezio Auditoria de Frenzy, which is the first assassin in Assassin's Creed 1. And God. I, I'm a big fan of Assassin's Creed. I'm, I'm all hyped for this. So they showed uh, that. Or no, no, no. Hey, Ezio hey, was the second one. Altair was the yep. first one. I was about to say, dude, you, you're looking at the first one, but you yes. were talking about the second. I was talking about the second one. Uh, oh. they, they also showed the Animus. Uh, well, we got we to gotta do more card reading at some point, but we got news to get through here. We, we got a lot of first looks to get through. Otherwise, we would... Be Jump into night. these a little bit more. Leonardo da Vinci is a card. Cleopatra, Exalted Pharaoh, Hidden Blade are all shown there. And 
one thing with the Assassin's Creed is the introduction of the Beyond Booster. Hey, you remember how they said hey, that the Aftermath boosters sucked and they weren't doing those? Hey, but these aren't Aftermath. These aren't Epilogue boosters. These are Beyond boosters. They're a different thing a different with thing. half the cards. <laughs> Hopefully They're... also half the fucking but price. Two more cards than an Epilogue booster. No, they'll booster. be like $9. Yeah. So... Um, they, they're seven-card <laughs> boosters. They include a basic land or a non-foil borderless scene card, which is a thing that they're bringing back here. It'll cover in a second. Three uncommon cards, one rare mythic rare, one traditional foil uncommon rare or mythic rare, and one showcase uncommon rare mythic rare that can also also be in traditional foil. Quoted here, what is a booster fun card? There are alternative versions. Oh, we already know that. Um, so the scene cards. As everybody was enjoying from uh, Lord of the Rings of collecting like a few cards to make a scene together, Assassin's Creed, when you get in a high vantage point uh, to see... Beautiful. It's just kind of a... It seems like a very no-brainer slam dunk for them to like yeah. bring back the, the scene technology, the scene art to do into... And this, this is definitely one to do it with, but yeah. 100% agree. Uh, there are also going to be... The next thing is Borderless... Uh, they got borderless cards. Some other reprints are Temporal Trespass, Cover of Darkness, Sword of Feast and Famine. Yeah, baby. Which looks really good. Then there are going to be Memory Corridor cards, which kind of give off like when you're in the Animus, like after you're making a, a, yeah. a kill like mm-hmm. in the background. You see yep. the Animus in the background. Uh, one big thing. Oh, they don't have it? Or is it further down here? Hold on. I'm going to jump to the end if they got it. Yes, here we go. So we got uh, textured foils are returning, but serialized cards are only going to be, they're, they're going to be in here as well, but they're only going to be for the historical figures like Leonardo da Vinci and Cleopatra also being in their original language. Which is awesome. Yeah. I dig that little bit of flavor to it. Yeah. So you won't be able to get like an English Leonardo da Vinci. It's only going to be Italian Leonardo da Vinci. Serialized. Serialized. Yep. Yes. Serialized. Uh, and they got them up to five hundred of those so that's so that'll pretty be cool. fun but yeah and then there's you know plenty of other things that are going to be happening with this too so they've got collector boosters obviously they want to make that cash money with them whales good news there's 10 cards in those boosters baby Ooh, buddy <laughs> they're stacking that pack <laughs> you can also get a bundle that has <laughs> so fucking done with this <laughs> nine nine beyond boosters so why not they are also going to do a uh, starter kit, uh, so uh, ready two ready-to-play decks um, help beginners learn how to play. Hold on, hold on. I missed that part. Is this for Arena? like, Or is this going to be modern? Cause, uh, starter kit, like they did for... Uh, they did this for Lord oh, right, of the Rings, right. too. Yeah, right, but can you... Is this going to be modern legal? It doesn't say. No. It doesn't say. Okay, uh, I so, have no idea. so one thing to know about Assassin's Creed, I don't think I mentioned this. This is a straight, again, another straight to modern print. Like these cards can yeah, yeah, yeah. be played in modern and, you know, legacy commander and stuff as well. So that's why I bring it up. Um, I guess stick tuned when we find more information about so that. Debut and previews will begin on Weekly MTG on June 18th, more than what we have right now. June 21st is when the card image gallery and previews will be completed. Global tabletop launch for this is July 5th. And one last move from the shadows. <gasps> Shocker. There's going to be a secret lair. To the surprise of nobody. 
Danny's surprised. Danny, are you surprised? What? <laughs> He's surprised. <laughs> See, He's we surprised, surprised him. Well, Danny, you want to talk about I'm, the next one? No, I was trying to find your answer for... Uh, okay. Well, if it's modern legal? Yeah. Speaking of modern, then. Uh, Danny's modern Horizons 3! Yup. Who is excited for this? I'm excited for some enemy fetch reprints because Daddy needs some so he doesn't have to do proxies anymore. So during the uh, the pro to, or, over MagicCon Chicago, one of their panels, they showed a bunch of cards. Mm-hmm. New so, cards. Straight so, to modern cards. Yes. So if you did not kept, pick up on that, uh, things like Polluted Delta will be getting reprinted. So if you've been needing your fetches... Golden Goat, hello. We got some art. We do got some art. Yes, we do. Uh, but then a new Emrakul is coming about. Emrakul, the world anew for 12 generic mana. You can cast a spell and gain control of all creatures target player controls. Has flying protection from spells and from permanents that were cast this turn. So you can't throw 12 squirrels in front of it if you just cast them. But if they're there for a turn. If they've been there already, then Emrakul's dead. Or if you uh, potentially cast a spell on not your turn. Oh, but the spells piece, it has oh. protection. Oh, no, spells and from permanents that were cast this turn. Yep. Oh, yeah. wonder if that's from spells. Oh, no, it is from protection spells. from spells and from permanents that were cast this turn. Mm-hmm. It, there are two froms, so... And then when Emrakul, a world anew, leaves the battlefield, sacrifice all creatures you control, and you can have this for a madness cost of six generic mana. I'd love to. I'd love to talk about Oof. this kind of stuff more because there are Tron players talking about this oh online. They saw that, and it's like Tron just got what, fire, what more we, fire put into it. Yeah, it's like what do we got to do to uh, to to discard a card? Tron, not known for actively looting or discarding right. and stuff, but they they'll probably find a way for a six mana twelve twelve that gains control of <laughs> all your opponent's creatures. Correct. Uh, but then, obviously, some of the big news that was coming out of this is keep scrolling, keep scrolling, baby. Keep going down. But, 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 but look at that beast. I, we'll get to that beast. All five of the enemy fetches are coming back in reprints, so you get your Bloodstained Mire, your Flooded flooded Strands, Polluted Delta, Windswept Heath, and Wooded Foothills all getting their reprints. But then we did get three cards. Ah, should we, should we skip over these, jump to, jump to the good good? Or do you want to talk about, talk about your frog? You should talk about your frog. Okay. So, uh, one card that they printed, or that they're going to be printing, is called Psychic Frog. Say it fast enough, Psychic Frog. It sounds familiar. <laughs> it's blue-black. One-two, frog. When Psychic Frog deals combat damage to a player or a planeswalker, draw a card. Has discard a card. Put a plus-one, plus-one counter on Psychic Frog. Exile three cards from your graveyard. Psychic Frog gains flying till end of turn. If that format, that templating sounds familiar... It's kind of a play on uh, Psychotog, which was a menace, a very powerful card back in the day. <laughs> I think it was when it was Type 2. I was mainly going with Hypnotoad on this one. Well, I mean, yeah, you got Hypnotoad <laughs> and stuff as well, but Psychic uh, Frog is pretty good. Uh, but then there's another free spell coming. Uh, well, kind of free. Uh, Flare of Cultivation for one or in two green. You may sacrifice a non-token green creature rather than pay this spell's mana cost. Search your library for up to two basic land cards. Reveal those cards. Put one into the battlefield tapped and the other into your hand. 
It sounds like cultivate with extra steps. A free cultivate's not half yeah, bad. that's not bad. And a, a sack of creature. Someone uh, pointed up for Commander and Legacy players as like a cool combo with this, Veteran Explorer. Oh, that's yeah. a, a one-drop green creature that says when it dies each opponent each player may search the library for two basic lands and put them onto the battlefield so you can get yourself three yep for this on turn one you can ramp up to three on turn one that'll be fun Um, and then scurry of the gremlins uh two and boros you get an enchantment scurry of the gremlins enters the battlefield create two one one red gremlin tokens uh then you get an amount of energy equal to the number of creatures you control Pay for energy creatures you control get plus one plus O oh, and gain haste until end of turn. That's pretty fucking cool, right? Oh wait, hey Matt, don't you? Your cat's on a card. My cat is on a card. Well, tell us about your cat on a card here. So they are returning to finishing off some uh, flip planeswalkers here. Everybody loves a flip planeswalker, and now we're getting some more planeswalkers that uh, are able to flip here. We have Ajani Nakadal Pariah, white one for a 1-2 legendary cat warrior. When Ajani enters the battlefield, create a 2-1 white cat warrior creature token. When one or more other cats you control die, you may exile Ajani, return him to the battlefield, transformed under his owners their owners control and then you get a johnny nakadal avenger planeswalker uh plus two put a plus one plus one counter on each cat you control zero create a two one cat white cat warrior creature token when you do if you control a red permanent other than a johnny nakadal avenger it deals damage equal to the number of creatures you control to any target and it has neg for each opponent chooses an artifact, a creature, an enchantment, and a planeswalker from among the non-land permanents they control, sacrifice the rest. <laughs> it has three loyalty. Boom. God damn, yeah. And um, yeah, Flipwalkers. We've only seen this one, uh, but they show an art for Tamio. And the don't think they have the card name for it here, no, but they got beautiful art from Mengali Vin... Vinny Villeneuve, Villeneuve here. But then they did release a couple other cards too. Uh, the uh, Ooh, Lelia, the Blade yep. Reforged. The, these are cards that are now going to be that are already printed, but are now modern be legal. Modern legal. And then I'm excited. I get another massive amount of mana, dork priest of uh, Titania. Titania. Uh, so. A green and a white, and then tap it for green for all the elves I have on my battlefield. Downside, it's not a lord, so it doesn't pump. But, no, but you make a lot of mana. Elves yes, could be getting a thing. I need that for my Eldrami. Right. Um, and then full art Eldrazi lands for Modern Horizons 2. They are very significant. They were on three now. Um, they are going to have borderless concept. They're going to have foil etched as far as some card designs in here as well. They will have some serialized cards. Uh, these it sounds like they will all be in the concept art version, and there's only going to be 250 of these. Here's the concept, um, Emmercool. And if I'm not mistaken, the concept art is like the first art of them pulled. So this is the art that they had for Emmercool, not Aeon's, yeah, Aeon's Torn, the first yep. printing of it and stuff that the artist submits to wizards and yep. stuff. So a little bit of like magic history with exactly. the concept art that we saw it with the Praetors in, was it Phyrexia will be one or was it in March of the machine that they did the concept Praetors? I believe it was all that will be one. Okay. Um, but then, um, 
They're going to do textured foils as well. Um, so you can kind of look at the art that the new Ajani will have on there. Um, and then they're going to do some frame break treatments as well. So we've got the uh, Flare of Cultivation and the Psychic Frog versions there. And then, of course, they are going to have the borderless profile treatments as well. So there's the example there. And then, of uh, course... Lilia Blade Reforged. For those not watching the live stream. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thank, I forget sometimes that we record this for, thing, For that too. one there. Yeah. But to the podcast listeners, they're like, fuck off, Big G. I can't the, see shit. The shit. I'm not fucking... What the fuck are you looking at? I'm looking at the road <laughs> while I'm listening to you assholes. <laughs> uh, but then they are going to bring back retro frames as well. Um, Who'd have thought it? I know. And then, would you believe it? They're going to have three different versions of all the enemy fetches or ally fetches. Sorry. Uh, so they will have a borderless version. They will have a retro frame version and then they will have an extended art version. And then there will be um, three different symbols for um, modern horizons three. So we'll have, why is there going to be three Garrett? Well, I mean, there's going to be this cool thing called commander decks. Commander decks. For Modern Horizons 3. We'll get to that later. We'll talk about it more later. We will. We're gonna at least going to bring up... Yes, there are going to be Commander decks coming out with Modern Horizons 3. We hear you. Wait, does this mean that all these cards will be modern legal? Short answer for this part of the show, no. Not all the cards in these decks will be modern legal. Swing and a miss. <laughs> We'll talk about it more. We're going to do a thought cast on it. Is there really a collector's edition? Yeah, oh, yeah deck? Okay. What yeah. The f- so the, that the, is one thing we will talk about. Fuck. So uh, there is going to be a regular version, which I was looking at this. It's the regular version of the commanders. They have that uh, booster sample pack in there, and then they have the deck. And then two traditional foils, and that's the regular. Now the collector's edition, and now I can't read... The stupid thing. Well, the, the, so essentially, what the collector's edition is that they're going to be, if you remember, with the Warhammer 40k, how and for like the Doctor Who, they the had surge. the regular one and then the surge printing. Yep. That's all this is going to be. The collectors is going to be the surge or whatever their fancy foiling is going to be for for these decks. So Pringles, for Pringles. Hey, the 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 foiling printings have gotten a little bit better. They don't Pringle as quick. Pringles. But they still Pringle. <laughs> so do a lot of the older foils as well, depending on the environments you leave them in. Why do you got to be so, like, a voice of reason? Pringles. <laughs> Just the way I am. All right, but let's talk about a couple of things as far as what you'll see for previews on this. Uh, <sighs> Eldrazi is going to get another freaking deck. Yeah, but it's six-color Eldrazi. Colorless is not color there, sure. Yeah, but it has its own mana symbol now. It always has. <laughs> All right. One, one thing I wanted to note here with the the box, how it has like two two little phrases that they've been doing on the front of the box to correspond with like I'll a general idea of what you're supposed to do with the deck. So uh, small, start small, and then Eldrazi smash. I think that almost is trademarked by uh, Marvel. I mean, they've they're working with them, so maybe they they, maybe they gave them le- that. leniency yeah. there. I doubt they gave them that line. Holy shit! What if when we get fucking Marvel Magic cards, that there's going to be a, an Eldrazi Hulk? Oh god. Anyway, Garrett, let's talk. Garrett, about you're the you're the Marvel fan. Let's talk about some preview events here. 
<laughs> debuts and previews will begin on May 21st. Card image galleries and previews will be completed on May 31st. Tabletop launch, June 14th. Now, some play events. You will get pre-release events to begin at your LGS June 7th. Arena global launch, June 11th. What? Open house weekend is June 14th. And Pro Tour Modern Horizons 3 at MagicCon Amsterdam, June 28th through the 30th. Now, you can get play boosters of this. You can get your collector boosters. You can get your pre-release kit. You can get your bundle. You can get your gift bundle. And then, yes, you can get your commander's decks in the regular or collector's edition, which I can't imagine would have any price difference to them. We we have uh, Golden Goat in the chat saying that it was six hundred dollars for all the Commander decks last uh, yeah. last seen online, which I think totals to be it's one fifty per deck because yep. you got. One, which two, honestly, what if it ends up being anything like it was for the Commander Legends or the Commander Masters ones? There were four of those, two of which have held their value: Slivers, Eldrazi. And then the other two have kind of like, meh. Like, they have some cards in them. But um, this would probably be, like, if you want to invest, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. So, to quickly mention here, the first deck is Graveyard Overdrive. It's Jund, Fill Your Graveyard, Avenge the Dead. Next one is Trickery Terrain, Ramp Lands, Grow Value. Next one is Creative Energy, which is energy counters and powerful payoffs. And then the final one, as we were calling, was El, uh, mentioning is Eldrazi Incursion, Start Small, Eldrazi Smash. Those yep. are the, the Modern Horizons 3 Commander decks. Yes, sir. And we'll talk more about those later. You next, boo-boo. Okay, on to Bloomborough. Look at these cuties. So at the same panel, uh, previews and stuff showed up for Bloomborough, which is going to be Magic's first fully anthropomorphic animal world where all of the characters are animals. And if you're watching the live stream right now, which you should, you know, it's pretty fun, but listen to the podcast, check out the pictures. It's very cute. Uh, our Our main protagonists are all together fighting... Uh, fighting a villain, an evil. Um, they pretty they shown a few cards, but a lot of the art and stuff was shown here as well. We got a card that gives off very much baleful Strix energy, which that would be pretty cool if we got a baleful Strix for Pioneer Modern or stuff like that. I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Baleful Strix is a fucking powerhouse of a card. But anyways, uh, art is shown here. But we're gonna talk about oh, first off this guy's name. His name is Hugs the Badger. Is he a honey badger? He's a honey badger. Because he looks like he doesn't give a shit. He does not give a shit. And his name is Hugs. Look at that fucking mouse skeleton that he's crushing here. But yes, a bunch of different animals and uh, some animals that look like planeswalkers. People that we've seen before? What? Yeah, it looks like Rel Zarek as an otter. Few cards that were shown is we have Mabel, heir to the Craig Flame. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the only. There's no, like, mechanics that were shown here. Nope, not yet. No new mechanics. So a couple legendary creatures, which is very cool. Uh, one of the big things that they're doing 
is with the full art basic lands that they do with a lot of sets now is they're doing something special and they're having seasonal variants of the basic lands here. So they got, uh, they give an example of mountains of a spring, a summer, a autumn and a winter all kind of in the the same design. You got like a raccoon standing on a branch, looking into a valley in the spring, in the summer, in the autumn, in the fall. Looks really cool. I think that's kind of a cool way to collect more cards, you know, because we're collectors being magic players. <laughs> they got their showcase border coming back, which uh, story frame, uh, woodland is what it's called. It's woodland. Yeah, it's not story frame. It's yeah. woodland, sir. My bad. They got cards coming back with borderless as well, and then they have field note versions as well for their cards, and more previews of planeswalkers as animals and borderless anime versions as well. Oh, I missed that one. You did right before the fox. Oh yeah, yeah. the foxy Jace. The foxy Jace. See, look, even the toads in the background are like, "Oh, look, that Jace is foxy." Uh, currently. There's no dates announced. At least if we, maybe if we scroll all the way down, we'll see dates, right? Yep, here we go. Magic Story starts July 2nd. Debut and previews begin July 9th. Card Image Gallery complete July 19th. Magic Arena release date July 30th. Global Tabletop release August 2nd. And then some gameplay events for Bloomboro are July 26th through the 1st is the pre-release. And then the WPM Game Store open house August 2nd. Uh, one thing of note of this one. <laughs> I'm reading the taglines for the commander decks on this one. Oh, are you? <laughs> the raccoon one. Make trash. Do smash. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's the Gari deck animated army there. I'm 100% for this. It has trash in its name or for one of the things that it does. Hey, look, Danny's favorite word, group hug. Uh, one thing of note that's is two words. on Mark Rosewater's blog talk, somebody asked a question. Uh, I guess we gotta have to read one of the cards here. We'll scroll up to this little creature here. Mabel, heir to the Craig Flame. White, red, one for a 3-3 three, three legendary mouse soldier. Other mice you control get plus one, plus one. When Mabel, heir to the Craig Flame enters, create Craig Flame, a legendary colorless equipment artifact token with equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, has vigilance, trample, and haste, and an equipped two. I'll repeat that again. When Mabel, heir of to Craig Flame enters creates this thing so there's no enters the battlefield they're, they're shortening it up to enter so someone noticed that and asked mark on his blog atog is the templating in bloomborough shortening enters the battlefield to just enters a new tech for all etb or just for creatures have their own effect trigger on entry mark replies starting with bloomborough we are changing enters the battlefield to enters and this will be applied retroactively in oracle Entering will be connected specifically with the battlefield so cards can't, for example, enter the graveyard. We will occasionally write out enters the battlefield where we think we need to... We will occasionally write out enters the battlefield where we think we need it for clarity in the template. Leaves the battlefield is not being shortening to leaves as we still... Uh, have used leaves as meaning to talk about cards leaving the graveyard, so we created ambiguity we don't want. So enters the battlefield... Going after Bloomborough is going to be just enters. Leaves the battlefield is still going to be specific. Leaves the battlefield because of other things as well. So I thought that was important to to point out here and for players to be prepared for going in the future. 
I don't know. I think it's going to be a small change. I know one th- big thing that Mark talks about on his uh, podcast a lot, uh, Drive to Work, is you know uh, the space that they have in the text box. You know, it's it's very precious that way. You know, th- trying to put cool abilities on a card and shortening things up, finding the shortcuts, making it clear, understandable. You know, and this is just one of those things. Uh, enters the battlefield to just enters. So, I mean, it makes sense. Pretty soon they're just going to use text language. Uh, I hope they don't jump that way. But all right, let's talk about some more first looking. Are you? Are we all done with? Uh... Yeah, Bloomberg is all good there. Perfect. Just want to make sure I didn't step on your toes there. All right, out arriving on April nineteenth. Outlaws of Thunder Junction is Magic's first Western themed set. I think you said it wrong there. Thunder Junction. You got to get that. Children. So, I was going more prospectory than Ulamog. <laughs> What's the difference? Does, I mean, I guess Ulamog does dig. <laughs> he rips apart planets. All right. So the uh, omen paths are open and everyone is blowing into town to seek their fortune as an outlaw. That was, might include familiar faces like Oko, the ringleader, Tiny Bones, the pickpocket, and more to come soon. I think uh, just because it's Oko, we got to read the card. We do. All right, so Oko, the ringleader, two, two colorless, a green and a blue. You get a legendary planeswalker, Oko, with three loyalty. And at the beginning of combat on your turn, Oko, the ringleader, becomes a copy of up to one target creature you control until end of turn, except he has hexproof. Plus one. Draw two cards. If you've committed a crime this turn, discard a card. Otherwise, discard two. We uh, don't, we don't... A, a, as a reminder, what committing a crime is, is... Uh... You're scrolling all the way up for this? I'm scrolling all the way up for you're this. You're doing this? I'm doing this. Okay. Uh, committing a crime. While while you're figuring out what committing a crime is, Neg yeah, 1, here it is. create a 3-3 beast a green elk creature. Neg 5. For each other permanent you control, create a token that's a copy of that permanent. Now you remind people of what a crime I, is. I was, I was going to reuse Casey's that's, joke up there. I, I know. That's why I he was got, just going to brandish. If you reveal a real gun in real life at the game store, you get free entry into the pre-release there. But that's not the case. Uh, committing a crime. <laughs> committing a crime. First off, yes. Uh, don't commit crimes, kids. It's bad. Stay in school. Uh, committing a crime stuff. in the context of playing magic and stuff is targeting a player or a creature with a thing. So an example that was given is um, if you thought sees a person, which it's going to be a card we talk about here in a second, potentially because maybe it's in Outlaws uh, of Thunder Junction. Thought sees targets opponent. That is committing a crime. If you lightning bolt a creature, that is committing a crime as well. So going forward, anything that says committed a crime, you targeted a player or a creature. I don't know if it actually uh, counts of targeting a planeswalker. I gotta imagine. You would think so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but uh, we, don't don't quote me on that. It's, it's anything a player owns. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's it's any target. If it if you if you target a player or any, um, I guess thing uh, that they have, it's committed a crime. Would it be committing a crime if you counter a thing? You target yeah. a spell. Yeah, you're countering. Oh shit. Okay. So, but I also saw a blog talk that if you wrath of God, it's not a crime. <laughs> because that's not targeting. Yes. Yeah. Uh, genocide is not a crime. No, it is not. Bad topical points. Oof. All right. Uh, but then tiny toes. Tiny, tiny toes. Tiny toes. Tiny toes. 
He does have tiny toes, but yeah, he also has tiny bones. Look at that. That'd, be tiny, that'd be tiny flanges. Tiny flanges running across the, the keyboard there. Tiny bones, the pickpocket for one black. You get you get a one one legendary creature skeleton rogue with death touch. Whenever tiny bones the pickpocket deals combat damage to a player, you may cast target non land permanent card from that player's graveyard and spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast this spell. But, I just wanted but to be- friend, this plane ain't big enough for the two of us. And my tiny toes. And my tiny bones. Toes. Bones. Flanges. Anyway. Let's talk about these full art lands that are in the article after all these glorious pictures of what will eventually be on art for cards. All right. So uh, I personally find these to be really freaking cool. Uh, The mana symbols are worked into the landscape. Oh, yeah. It's fucking cool. So was, was the last one that kind of did something like this was um I'm drawing a blank. Last one that I remember doing something similar to this would be the constellations. Okay. Out of uh Theros Beyond. Yep. Um so those look really cool. It did it I'm not proud to say it took me longer than a second to find the forest one. <laughs> Cuz I'm sitting here like where the fuck? Oh, there it is. Yeah, that one. That one's a little. That one's hard. a little bit more the, hidden. The, the the contrast of like the the opening and the yeah. The, well, it's the fact that they went white instead of the color. Yeah, so I think that's probably the only thing that kind of threw me off. Um, but breaking news um, in the article after more art that will be on cards. That's a giant fucking tumbleweed. Yeah, never mind the worm that's around it. <laughs> All right, so there are going to be. Oh. That's what they're just calling it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I forgot that they were calling it this. <laughs> Breaking news bonus sheets and the big score. Um, so uh, this will be in place of uh, special guest cards, uh, but they're still special guest cards. Um, new new framings for older cards. So Thoughtseize is getting a breaking news and a textured foil breaking news copy. So breaking news. Sorry, I, I can't help Thank but think you. of the, oh the, the fish. Thank Does you. anybody else think of the fish when you hear that? No. Just like, now you will. No. Breaking news. You know, there's a there's a news fish on TikTok channel on yeah, TikTok. I, that I do too. <laughs> it's too good. It's all AI and stuff. It's great. Um, but then Crime and Punishment is also <laughs> getting one of these as well. We're going to move on before Danny kills the two of us. Um, there are also going to be wanted poster versions of the cards, so we do have previews of what those will look like with Oko, the ringleader, and Tiny Bones, the pickpocket. Honestly, the wanted posters look pretty fucking they sick. They do. They're, they're like, of like that, that kind of like incorporate the border with the card, this makes great yeah. sense. It looks very good in, and then, in a magic card format. And then, of course, there are going to be borderless cards and extended art cards as well. Um, cards from the big score... Oh, oh. Hold on, we got we got to read this card because this seems like a Danny card, a hundred percent. Danny, you got to read this card. This this is like this is like right on 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 your door for All what right. it does. So Matt's gonna have some hell to pay uh, for red and X sorcery. Hell to pay deals X damage to target creature. Cre- create a number of tapped treasure tokens equal to the amount of excess damage dealt to that creature this way. So many birds of paradises are dying with overkill. <laughs> So many. Fatality. 
Brutality is more like it. <laughs> Pete is going to get on this as soon as the bolt, <laughs> as soon as the bird gets bolted. <laughs> All right, but let's uh, let's talk about the cards from the big score belong to the special subset of with their own set symbols. Remember, this is what they were talking about when they're like, "Hey, epilogue boosters, uh, they weren't very good. We're just going to put them in with the play boosters. It's okay." This is the new masterpiece. Are you, are you saying that we're not having a universes beyond booster in here? No, no, we're not. <laughs> uh, so these are going to be standard legal, uh, the special guest cards, and there are 30 mythic rares from the big score feature from the vault frame. And we've got a new sword. I don't think... Well, I'm sure we all thought that there would be more swords coming eventually that cared about protection from this or that. Um, but I wasn't thinking it was going to be this soon. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Uh, uh, they so need more they need more people's money. They do. Uh, speaking of, uh, this is the sword of wealth and power. <laughs> yep. Uh, so a quick creature gets plus two, plus two, and has protection from instants and sorceries. Well, instants and from sorceries. So... Both instants and sorceries. Anyway, uh, whenever a quick creature, right? <laughs> whenever a quick creature deals combat damage to a player, create a treasure token, and then you may ca when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell this turn, copy that spell. You may choose new copies for the our new targets for the copy and equip cost of two. And then this will also hmm. have a vault frame, and then it will also have a raised foil vault frame uh what i can imagine this is the raised foil imagine the streets of new capenna yeah, that's what i'm thinking that, that it'll it, be something similar they, to that they don't have like a video or like a little gif of showing like the texture of that i mean i don't think the cards have been printed yet it's not close enough but that. you know what would it be a western set if we didn't have someone lost on the range fibble fip is back look at that cutie look at him he's just lost He's getting closer to his garden. He's got cactuses around him. And dragons behind him. Don't worry about the dragons. Worry about the cacti. He's around his plants again. Where's poor Barygmos? I thought uh, he was his buddy. <laughs> Did he just like... He must have left him. He lost him. Borg Barygmos lost Fibblethip. Lost. Lost him in the west. Oh my god. Fibblethip goes west. Like Fifle goes yes. west. Yes. There we go. I want to see the fucking altar on this shit. All right, let's go for it. Danny's got that look of murder in his eyes. Let's keep going. All right, so uh, there are the uh, the expansion symbols. Uh, remember, there is going to be the big, <laughs> big score expansion symbol and then the uh, special guests. So... Previews, uh, the story begins on March 18th for Thunder Junction. Debuts and previews will begin on March 26th. Card gallery and previews will be completed on April 5th. MTG Global release will be on April 16th. Global Tabletop will be April 19th. And some pre-release events will be the 12th to the 18th of April. Open House will be April 19th through the 21st. Commander Play will be the 26th through May 2nd. Store Championship for this will be May 4th through the 12th. Standard Showdown will be April 19th through July 25th. There's that. Okay, yeah. now that he now that he's done, yes. uh, the first card that has been spoiled for Outlaws of Thunder Junction is Duelist of the Mind. It's blue wand, human advisor. 
it is X or its power is uh, it's it's a zero three. Oh. But it's yep. flying vigilance. Duelist of the mind's power is equal to the number of cards you've drawn this turn. Whenever you commit a crime, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. This ability triggers only once each turn. That one specifically, I think it'll, I don't know if it says it there, but that's the Nathan Stoyer yep, world, world champion champ card, card when Nathan Stoyer won last year. Yeah. That's a fucking sick ass card. This thing's gross. That is a powerful ass card. A two drop 03 that gets bigger when you draw more cards. Like, And it has Vigi. It's a flying vigilance blue creature. Well, it's it's a turn two drop. Mind you, you're playing blue, so you're usually playing control. So you usually have a hand. Mm-hmm. So, hey, let's have a 6-3 out there on turn two or turn three. Have a 6-3. Yeah. Yeah. In Pioneer, you just have to uh, treasure cruise twice. You fill up your graveyard. Phoenix decks have no problem with that. I don't know right. if this is going to go into a Pioneer Phoenix deck, but when I first saw this card, I am like, well, this is the blue card I kind of want. Yeah. It does everything. Gonna be gross, but standards can go back to control format. I mean, we got a little bit of that. Esper control is a standard deck. But I mean, like they, they don't have control. a true, true control deck. What's like this when, in standard? Standard, you guys speak of the card. No more lies has definitely established that control is a thing in standard. It's the the better mana leak, quote unquote, better mana leak. So I mean, I'd say control is a thing in standard, but that's just me. But not like 2012 control mana. Or meta, like oh, everyone and their best friend was playing control. Imagine if we get a supreme verdict. <laughs> no, Jesus, it's standard. Would that be close enough for you then, Danny? No, I'll. The reason I stopped playing standard. <laughs> but anyway, am I up or are you up, Matt? Are we doing the the Fallout one? I don't know. That's the last thing we got in the news before we get to the weekly winners game. Well, before we move to Fallout, I just want to quickly touch here real quick that uh, Alchemy, Kar- uh, Karlov Manor Alchemy is coming Fuck out Alchemy. March 5th. They show a card. Cares. Uh Gil Pack Greenwalker. Uh, that's it's a the thing. sad, sad format. Yeah. I think that's the only like news worthy of arena stuff coming out. You get card styles and stuff for playing events. Sad format. Yeah. If you're, if you're an Alchemy fan, get hyped. <laughs> Yeah, Commander decks, Fallout. Go ahead. Okay. The full deck lists are out. We got the full deck list out for the Fallout uh, universes beyond Commander decks here. We have Hail Caesar. Well, first off, has anybody played Fallout here? Yeah, I played Fallout 3 or 4. Didn't actually play. I never played any of the Fallout games either, so a lot of these references are going to be up and beyond. It's been years since I've played it. So there are four commander decks, Hail Caesar, a red-white-black deck, Scrappy Survivors, red-green-white, Science, Science, uh, blue-white-red, and Mutant Menace. I didn't look. Do we get Mutate as a mechanic in here? But uh, so each deck is going to come with... uh, New, new to Commander cards. Scrappy Survivor will have 38 new to Magic cards. Hail Caesar, 37. Mutate, Mut- Mutant Menace, 41. And Science, 38. There are going to be two traditional foil new to Magic legendary creature cards, which can serve as the deck commanders. One foil etched display commander. Ten double-sided tokens. A collector booster sample pack with two treatment special treatment cards, including one rare or mythic. Uh, one deck box and a ca- that can hold 100 sleeve cards, one life wheel, one strategy insert, and a reference 
card. They show off some of the full art lands here, which if you're a Fallout fan, probably means something to you. <laughs> oh, hey, look, they got a tree in the middle there. No, there's there's no mutate in mutant deck. Uh, get Jeez. So the full deck, the full decks are out. Lists down below. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make a thing here. I'm gonna say, let's try to do one of our bonus episodes of where we talk cards. Just be able to get together, drink beer. Doesn't have to be formal. Do something. Doesn't have to be anything intense. Because there's just so many cards. We haven't done. We haven't done a thing. We haven't like done one in a while. while. It's been a while. But yeah, uh, junk cards are now a thing. Tokens, rad counters, radiation. Uh, that's going to be kind of an important thing. Um, at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, if you have any rad counters, mill that many cards for each non-land card milled this way, you lose a life and a rad counter. Uh, I know people have been talking about rad counters being good for Commander. They're excited for these decks. And yeah, I haven't read a lot a lot of these cards. Only the Commanders and what they do. I haven't looked at the full list. Yeah, They got some cool reprints and stuff. There is a Black Market getting reprinted in here. Ooh, buddy. Of notable cards, there are also, uh, yeah, a lot. De- deck lists down below for that. And then from there, I think we go to everyone's favorite game, the Contra Currency. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the weekly winner's game, and this is where we go to the wonderful resource of MTG Stocks. We use their weekly winner's article. We talk about three to four cards that are moving up in price, and this is the point where we play this wonderful game where we talk about these, and then the person who is playing the game needs to tell me the format that is causing this card to go up and then the deck that is making this card go up. Who's the person tonight? It is our lovely Danny who is going to do what none of us have been able to, get the full Monty, be on the record of being the first full Monty, and within one round, surpass Matt on the leaderboard. Danny, can hey, Speaking of which, Matt, uh, can we get a leaderboard update? Currently, I am sitting at 2.6 points. Anthony is at uh, 3.85, and Garrett, is at 5.25. Beautiful. Love it. I love hearing that you're in last. <laughs> it won't last for long. Oh, man. He, he's getting the full money tonight. I believe I believe, I believe in him. I believe. If anyone can do it, it's you. All right, so we talk about Doubtful. these cards. Uh, if it is a 60-card format like uh, Standard, Pioneer, Modern, Legacy, um, what I'm looking for is the general archetype of the deck. But if it is Commander, I am looking for the Commander because generally the commander will explain what the archetype is. So, uh, and then just to note, we this article does come out on Friday, so we record on Monday, so if there are any price differences, we will also get into that. So I'll give Danny uh, information he needs to know about the card <laughs> as far as price, legality, what it does, all that jazz, and uh, he has to tell me the format and the deck, okay? So our first up is Gleeful Demolition. And this went up 188% up to $3.17 as of Friday. Now, the average price, which is what people are trying to sell it for, is $2.99. Market price is $2.78. Foils are $4.09. European average, $0.62. All-time low for this, $0.25. All-time high, $3.20. This does have... um, 
just some art series cards that go with it. Okay, cool, awesome, great. Mm-hmm. Now, for one red, you get a sorcery card that says destroy target artifact. If you controlled that artifact, create three one one red Phyrexian goblin creature tokens. Now, this is legal in standard pioneer. Modern, Legacy, Vintage, Commander, Oathbreaker, Alchemy, Explorer, Historic, Brawl, and Timeless. Mm-hmm. It's not available in Popper and Penny. Yep. <laughs> now, good sir, can you name that Pioneer. format? Can you name the deck that you are corresponding with your format? <laughs> uh, was it the Boros deck that was in Chicago? I'm going to need you to lock in your answer. There, yes, sir. that's just the Boros deck. Give the man a full point. Yes, it, this is going up because of the Boros decks in Pioneer. <laughs> Get the full Monty. I told you, man. It's going to happen. I'm ready. S- side note, how fast he snapped both of those. Oh, yeah. He's got it. He's got this. He's, He's Well, I was like, think it's like, okay, well, it's from Frexy. All we want is Snack Me Modern because there's better artifact stuff from Modern. It's not Commander because there's a lot better things for artifacts. True that. Um, obviously, standards, I don't see it being played I might be but I think it's standard I haven't played forever Legacy and Vintage obviously there's better stuff yeah by far alright well then let's jump down to card number two Necro Skitter and this went up 199% sitting at $29.84 now this is specifically the Eventide version but uh, the Modern Masters 2015 version is a card you can still get for around $13. Uh, but it is going going up 20% since last week. So just a couple of notes for you. All right, so the average price of this card as of today is $29.99. Market price is $10.58. Foils, $61.64. European average, €6.49. All-time low for this, $1.75, and all-time high, $29.99. And like I said, this does have a Modern Masters 2015 version. Now, for one and two black, you get an elemental creature, one four, with wither. That means it deals damage to creatures in the form of neg one, neg one counters. Whenever a creature an opponent controls with a neg one, neg one counter on it dies, you may return that card to the battlefield under your control. Now, yeah, this, this is, is this is where I lose. This card is legal in Legacy, Modern, Vintage, Commander, and Oathbreaker. Now, good sir, can you name that format? I'm gonna go with Commander. Okay, can you give me a Commander you think is causing this card to go up then in Commander format? That I cannot. Any guesses? Uh what are the recent ones? No, I. Black is not my color. Locking it in on just commander. Yeah, just taking, commander. I'm taking. Right. I'm taking the L. Give the man half a point. And you know what? Go ahead and give him an extra <laughs> one point five <laughs> points for just being honest that he doesn't have that. <laughs> I have no knowledge for black for commanders. I'm, gi- I'm giving you shit, Matt. I don't want to piss you off anymore. So, a full one point no, five no, added to it's that. It's point two. Just oh just yeah, to beat point him. two. Well, that's why I was giving him, giving you a point one five, so you're oh. just barely beating him. I'd I'd go point two. <laughs> oh, point make, two. Make it even for the. F- I don't want to deal with the tenths. I just want or the hundredths. I just want the tenths. Oh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you are right. It is commander. Uh, commanders that are noted. 
uh, for this are the Scorpion King or Scorpion God, not good, King. Good movie. It's a good movie. Not so good in the Mummy Two with the visual effects. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the Vizier of Poisons and uh, Patra. Yeah. Sorry, I sometimes I that one's common enough that I just say the last part. Anyway. No, you get you get. You get. Um, and then Skeleton Ship. Um, which is yeah, I would never have guessed yeah. any of those. Well, skeleton ship is from Cold Snap, and it is a zero three legendary. If at any time you control no islands, bury skeleton ships, and you can put tap it, put a neg one neg one counter on target creature, and it's a legendary skeleton. Yeah, there have been no way I would have <laughs> gotten any of those. The one I was thinking you would get is the vizier. No, but. Um, they do talk about Massacre Girl, Known Killer, and Yawgmoth being other notable ones as well. So, there you go. Boom. All right. Let's move on to card number three. Aether Works Marvel. Went up 84%, sitting at 60... Not Sorry, I was trying to make the joke normal about it, but it's $6.99. Nice. Yeah. Average price nine dollars <laughs> ninety nine cents. Market price seven dollars seventy three cents. Foils twenty two twenty. European average two euro fifty three cents. All time low one dollar. All time high nineteen ninety nine. Uh, the only other version of this card is a pre release stamp version, sitting at twenty one dollars and forty nine cents. Now, for four generic, you get a legendary artifact. That whenever a permanent you control is put into the graveyard, you get an energy counter. You may tap it and pay six energy counters. Look at the top six cards of your library. You may cast a spell from among them without paying its mana cost, but the rest at the bottom of your library in random order. It is legal in Pioneer, Modern, Legacy, Vintage, Commander, Oathbreaker, Explorer, Historic, Brawl, and Timeless, as well as Penny. Now, good <laughs> sir, can you name that format? I really want to say Timeless. <laughs> why would you want to say time no I'm not going to try to hint you in the right direction but don't pick timeless it's, right. <laughs> it's never timeless I, I, I know but the, I was like just like this, this card this card was garbage when in, in Keladesh so like why would we played but um I'm going back to commander okay um as to why I have no idea final Alfred our final answer. All right. Well, give the man half a point because if he even would have just said something along the lines of Fallout, I would have given it to him. But, nope. But it is going up because of the science deck. It's using a lot of energy. Yep. So you need a lot of energy to say science. You you want energy. So there's that. Yep. See that. if we would have gone over that the decks, I probably would have got it. But yeah. Yeah. But that's, no, yeah. that's why he didn't want to go over the decks today. What a cheeky bastard. Yeah. No, that's not Cheating the, the system. Hey, Taking the full Monty opportunity away from Danny. How has, dare you? He has more points than me than my first round. <laughs> I think everyone had more points than you in the first round. Yes, everybody did. Even with that extra tenth of a point I gave you. Yes. Well, anyway, let's talk about some cheap pickups. Matt, I believe that's you. Or Danny, if you got it pulled up. Anyone? Bueller? I do. Uh, Inti, uh, Sensichil of the Sun, new card from Ixalan. Well, I guess not new. Uh, Ixalan, Lost Caverns of Ixalan. 
Uh, it is dropping down to 499 and moving up. Uh, this card is getting played in a lot of formats, and this one was noted by the MTG Stocks Premium Penny Stock feature. Next card is Caracas, the... Uh, which printing is this one? Uh, Lord, that's Lord from the, the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings Commander decks. Caracas, or the White Tower of... Ah, oh, jeez. Itch Thelon. Itch the Lion. Get hated so what much. the fuck, man? Uh, $10.23 slowly moving down. Next one to Fairy Time Raveler, <clears throat> $6.70. And this is the uh, Ravnica remastered printing of it. Those are your cheap pickups according to NGGstocks.com. Well, cool. Um, at any point, if you're uh, wanting to, I don't know, think about like trying to identify when cards are going to go up or down in price and you want to be notified is there like a resource i could use for that uh there is oh cool could you quickly tell me about it yeah go check out uh tcg sniper they're an amazing Sweet. online price tracking website where you get notified of cards moving up or down in price that you set uh if you want to get notified when etherworks marvel keeps moving up and up and up and you got a bunch of those set that into tcg sniper and they'll notify you when it meets a certain parameter that you set it also works the opposite if you think etherworks marvel is going to go down you'd be like i want to get notified when it gets to 10 bucks because i want to buy some works that way not only for magic cards but also for products anything that you can find on tcg player you're able to enter in there as well uh, signing up, you get 50 free cards that you can enter into their price tracking website. Otherwise, if you sign up and say that the guys at This Week in MTG sent you, you will get three months free of their plus, which gives you <clears throat> unlimited cards to enter in. So if you are a finance-savvy magic player, highly recommend this tool to use. Jonathan and Penguin do great job, are doing a great job with the website and want it to keep growing. So go check them out. But... I think that is everything that we got then, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to add to this before we hit that outro? No, sir. I got nothing. Well, then, thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 220 of This Week in M MTG. <laughs> As we wrap up another episode, we want to extend our deepest gratitude to our incredible listeners and Patreons. Your enthusiasm fuels our passion for all things magic, and we are honored to be a part of this vibrant community. Stay tuned for more exciting updates, discussions, and insights in the world of MTG. Until next time, may your mana be plentiful and your draws ever favorable. Keep gathering those magical moments. Yup. Congratulations, you made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at 
linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much. All right, so two swamp, two hive of the eye tyrant, one caca, <laughs> Ca- cacamania, cacophony, shakaka, cocks in your mouth. What? Excuse me. <laughs>